Beats Daily. I am your host, Tony Fry, and today we are talking about Stormy Sky by The Kinks. But first, I just want to encourage you all to swing by herohabit.com. Today is Friday, if you're listening in real time, and we have posted uh, a rundown of all this week's episodes. So if you missed anything or you want to listen to the song that we're talking about, before or after you listen to the podcast. It's all laid out there for you. And I've also included a link to our Spotify playlist that I started that just includes all the songs that we've talked about. It's nothing fancy. So if you want to give that a follow, um, I add to that every single day. So it's a cool little, you know, playlist to have on your Spotify account. Also, while you're there, it's not too late to pick up uh, one of our subscription boxes or mystery boxes of trading cards for the holidays. You can subscribe to football, baseball, or basketball, and you get trading cards in the mail every month from just your favorite team. And uh, we throw in autographs and relic cards and all that kind of stuff. So it's a cool little gift for yourself or gift for a, 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 a sports fan in your life. And then we have mystery boxes that include um, music cards, movie cards, all the non-sports stuff, and they um, have a guaranteed hit in them because it's not a subscription. You're only you're just buying the mystery box. So do that. It's herohabit.com. Also, give me an email at kinksandbeats at herohabit.com or call me at 925-494-1739. So today we're talking about Stormy Sky, um, which was released on February 12th, 1977 on the Sleepwalker album. And Sleepwalker is kind of a big album because it's the, the, the start of their arena phase. They are now on um, Arista Records. The concept album is a thing of the past, kind of at the insistence of Clive Davis, the head of Arista Records. And now the focus is back on writing commercial, uh, radio-friendly music. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Ray has always written commercial radio friendly music he's just sometimes sabotaged it with a dixieland band or uh, a heavy concept that doesn't stand on its own outs off off of the album but even uh on their most concept heavy albums there are songs like we've talked about before that should have been hits but this one is a very focused concerted effort to make just solid rock and roll albums Stormy Sky, and, and we talked about this when I when I talked about rock and roll fantasy. This era is kind of weird for me. I love the 60s stuff. I love the first half of the 70s stuff. Um, I have always enjoyed bits and pieces of the late 70s stuff. And I think, just like I said on rock and roll fantasy, um, my treatment of this song has been a little unfair. First, it starts off with that uh, electric piano that was very popular in the 70s, a very basic bass line. It's actually called, that bass line is actually called Basic Bass Line. I'll play it for you. It's this one. We've heard it a thousand times. If you look into a bass um, uh, lesson book, it's called Basic Bass Line. Right? It's a very basic bass line. Uh, the recording style, very polished, very slick, um, very produced. The drums are a little bit low in the mix. Like This is a very AM radio 
uh, song. And I've probably skipped it more than I've listened to it over the years. Because it's, it's never been one of my favorite songs on Sleepwalker, which is an album I enjoy quite a bit. I actually, it's one of the only ones I own on vinyl. Um, but listening to it again a few times in preparation for this podcast, as always, I've, I've gotten a new appreciation for it. That's why I hope this podcast is doing that for you, is giving you a new appreciation for these songs that maybe you, you love. Maybe you've liked them for, you know, since 1977 or whatever the case is. But now listening to it with new ears um, or with a fresh perspective or whatever, and that we are like building our appreciation for the music that these two bands produced because it's the best music of rock and roll era. So I will admit that this song has, I've, I've warmed up to it. It's a mid tempo, um, pretty run of the mill tune. There's not a whole lot going on with it. Uh, as far as build, it does, it does have a, a, a kind of a build at the end around the two forty-five mark. And, if you um, don't want to watch your clock to see what I'm listening for, uh, just listen for the horrible, horrible edit in it. I can't believe a band of the kinks caliber has an edit in their music that is as bad as the edit in two at two forty five, and that it hasn't been corrected all these years later with uh, the remasters and and all that kind of stuff. It's a horrible edit. Very obvious. It sticks out. Um, the song opens with a cool little chord progression with Dave doing some nice little lead guitar licks over it. Uh, it starts on C, which is your tonic chord in this song. Then it goes to A flat major. So that move, C is your tonic. A flat major does not appear in the key of C. It is the sixth chord in the key of C minor, though. So what he's doing is he's kind of taking the tonic from C and the submediant from C minor and just going back and forth with it. And it's a cool sound. And again, the way it's used it gives the illusion that um, it's a minor chord or maybe even a diminished chord, but it's not. It's a straight major chord, but because he's borrowing it from that minor key um, relative to C major, it kind of sounds a little bit more ominous. And then the opening verse uses a, uh, a chord trick that was used a lot in the 70s. We talked about it already um, on the George Harrison track, That Is All, where you're doing a major chord, we're in C major, then you're augmenting it, then you go into the six, then you're going to the seven. And um, what this does is the C major chord stays the same the whole time. C and an E never change. And then you're taking that, that, that fifth, the third uh, component to a, a major chord, and you're raising it a half step. So in C major, that fifth, the top note is a G. And then you raise it a half step to go to C augmented. Then you raise it another half step to go to C6. Then you raise it another half step to go to C7. 
Um, and then he and then he goes to an F chord, which has the the C remains this, um, steady between those chords. So that's a cool little passage that we hear a lot. It was a popular uh, chord progression in the seventies. But what's strange about this is if you listen to this song and then go listen to the song Night Rider by Electric Light Orchestra from 1975's Face the Music album. Hold on, Night Rider. Hold on, he's a Night Rider. It's the exact same chord progression and I would argue the exact same melody. So Ray kind of probably unintentionally um, nicked Jeff Lynn a little bit, but that's fine because as we talked about in, do you remember Walter Jeff Lynn nicked Ray Davies for Mr. Blue Sky. So we're all even, it's all even guys. Um, there's also, if you listen on headphones or s- speakers that are super separated uh, in the right channel, there's an acoustic guitar part. It's very understated. And I don't know if it's Ray or Dave playing it. In fact, I don't know how good a guitar player Ray is. Because anytime I hear guitar on a Kinks record, I just automatically assume it's Dave. But there are several guitar parts on this um, this track. And Ray is credited as a guitar player on the album. So I don't know who's playing what. If Ray or Dave are listening and they want to call in at 925-494-1739 and shed some light on this. Um, I would appreciate it. But if you listen to it, it's a cool little guitar line. You know, Dave is doing these lead lines on the electric guitar through the whole thing that kind of flow in and out of the melody and they really highlight the um, unique chord progression that Ray's written here. But this guitar part in the in the right speaker, this acoustic guitar part, it's doing a lot of cool stuff. It's not just playing straight rock rhythm guitar. And, and they're adding a lot of um, suspensions that you don't hear in the rest of the band. You'll hear a lot of like... Uh, you hear a lot of suspensions like that. It's a cool little, cool little guitar part that I wish um, was brought up a little bit. And then, as always, Mick Avery, although understated and buried in the mix... Um, it is laying down a really cool drum beat for a mid-tempo ballad. So Stormy Sky, I will admit, was not on my playlist of Kinks music. Um, you know, I make a playlist of all my favorite bands of just the songs I never skip so that I can have it playing in the background and not get distracted. This one wasn't on it. It's on it now. I have a new appreciation for... Stormy Sky, and it's thanks to this podcast. If you are um, gaining new appreciations for any of this music, tell me about it. Kinks and Beats at HeroHabit.com. And of course, if you want to talk about a particular song that you love or hate by either band, leave me a voicemail, 925 494 1739. And please, please, please take 60 seconds. Swing by Apple Podcast, leave a star rating and a written review, please. That would be incredibly wonderful of you. Um, if you don't like this show, um, leave the review on Serial. They can take the hit. 
All right. I will come back with you tomorrow with a little country ditty um, that features a unique Beatles songwriting credit. All right. Have a great day. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.